Hello and welcome to the Farmers National Bank podcast. Today's episode, Tis Always the Season for Scams. I'm Justin Nichols and I'm joined by Megan Thompson, our Vice President and Deposit Service Manager, along with Scott Van Opdorp, Vice President, CFO and Compliance Officer. How are you both doing today? Doing good, thank you. Really good. It's uh, the uh, bad time and scams are ready to happen all over the place. So we want to get ahead of the game here. Right. Scammers are nothing new, but definitely more and more common these days. What are some of the types of scams out there? So the ones we see here at Farmers National Bank most often are, uh, number one would be Microsoft pop-up. So you're on your computer and something pops up saying that you need to maybe update Microsoft, call this number, such and such. that's the number one that we hear the most often that our customers fall victim to and then end up allowing the scammer to get into their computer, get into their online banking. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that kind of stuff that they um, request to do later on. But that would be the number one. A few others that we see, um, Amazon, uh, not really Amazon, but they, you get this notification that something's maybe wrong with your order and they want you to call in, maybe, you know, try to get you to pay to correct it. Uh, also see that um, fake sites to apply for grant money. Um, there might be, you might receive a message through a messenger that says, hey, you can get this money for free by just, um, doing, maybe they want you to send money in, which just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, People trying to buy dogs, uh, puppies, uh, and that's usually done through Facebook. There's a lot of fake Facebook accounts for trying to buy puppies. And uh, romance scams. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yes, it is. We've had disappointed customers in the past because mm. they thought they were going to get this dog. And then we unfortunately have to tell them that they've been scammed. Uh, romance scams. Uh, so you know, online dating obviously is very uh, popular thing to do. and uh, But people are really good at catfishing and covering who they really are and talk you into sending them money. Unfortunately, again, we've seen that happen often. Uh, and then some other ones. Scott. Yeah, some of some of the scarier ones too is uh, the imposter scam. Uh, somebody is calling, saying they're the police, a government agency, in the bank, telling them that their loved one's in trouble. Um, they try to scare them into uh, sending money to pay fines or uh, wiring money just to, to to help these people out. Um, We've had quite a few. They, they, they like to uh, target grandparents. Grandparents are a big one in that one. So they're just really, really trying to scare you into sending money. So that, that's a scary one, too. Uh, PayPal scams. So a little bit like some of the other ones with Amazon, but PayPal, they'll, they'll call and say there's or I can call email, other forms. Uh, there's something wrong with your account. You need to update your account. Well, they're just trying to get information from you and then hopefully try to get into your account or use your information in other ways. Um, Prizes, lottery and sweepstakes scams. Uh, 
we'll get into a little bit more of this in detail later, but if you get an, e an email that says you won a, a, won a lottery from, we've seen them from foreign countries, different states, and you've never gotten into that lottery, but you won, <laughs> they, uh, th there's a big scam on that too. And some people think that they've won that lottery. Or a check just shows up check. in the mail yep. out of nowhere. Yep. Cash this check and, um, yeah. and pay some fees in order to make sure that you get all your money. Um, and then the check's no good. Uh, we see that a lot. Um, and then finally, one of the other ones is uh, like spoofing, where they're trying to take your email, they're a different email address or something like that. And they're trying to get you just to give them your information. That's a big thing that these scammers are trying to do, not only get your money, but also get your personal identifiable information. Um, so that's quite a few of the, the, the ones that we see here at the bank on a regular basis all throughout the year. Going after your information, is that so they can sell your information or are they just trying to find more ways to get more money from you? Yeah, I definitely think that's both. Um, there is a market, dark web, wherever that is, um, but there is a, a spot where people can sell information and then they'll use that information to try to uh, use your identity and identity theft and create loans for you, get money through that form. Uh, so there is multiple ways that they're trying to use your information either to steal money directly or sell the information to make money. Good to know. Okay, moving on to the next question. What are some things that would indicate a scam? What should we be looking for? Well, first off, if it's too good to be true, it is. Uh, I'm going back to the winning cash prize for a lottery sweepstakes you didn't even enter. Like what I just said about a check just showing up in the mail and like, Money just isn't going to appear. So definitely, if something's too good to be true, it is. Um, asking for personal information when they should have that on file. So if the if it's truly the bank calling you, they shouldn't need to ask you for your social security number, your address. If they're calling you needing to talk to you about something, they should have that on file. Um, if it really is Amazon wanting to talk to you about your purchase, they should have all the information on file about that purchase. Requesting access to get into your computer or your phone. Uh, this goes back to the Microsoft pop-up. If they're requesting to get in, they want to see what's going on in your computer, and then they want to get you into your online banking, that's not okay. Yeah, some, some other things. Yeah, payments by gift card, uh, for sure. That's uh, a lot of times as those gift cards are hard to track. You go to a local store and you just buy a random gift card and you send that off to them. Um, it's hard to track that through the financial system. So usually that's an indicator of fraud. Uh, we've been seeing lately fraudsters asking for you to deposit cash into an ATM. Um, a remote ATM, not even an ATM at a bank. Uh, they'll, they'll find an ATM that's uh, around your area and they'll have you go out where it's just kind of sitting on its own. So uh, that's definitely an indicator of, of not doing that um, or an indicator of that scam is occurring. Uh, they also, if you, they request you to send money back after they sent you a check to deposit. We see a lot of that on like Craigslist and things where people are trying to sell an item and the people will send a check for more than what the, the thing they were trying to sell was and say, oh, 
I've sent you too much money. I'm going to have somebody come for delivery. Can you send that money back to me? And I will, uh, and I'll get that delivery payment for, it. and it's just usually if they want money back, it's just an indicator that you're, you're in, in probably involved in some sort of scam. Um, also the older generation gets targeted more than probably most. Usually that's just because they're more, uh, they're, they're, they're generous. They're, they're, trustworthy. Uh, they come from a different, <laughs> a different time than, than, than the younger generation does where we're, where younger people are just naturally skeptical of all these things on the internet. So definitely watch out for just any type of, of money being transferred back and forth is usually an indication of a scam. Uh, a good thing to do is just take a moment and just stop and think, does this make sense? Because usually if you just take some time and think about what they're requesting and asking you to do, it'll sink in that way, this doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it's most likely a scam. It's a scammer can be so manipulative um, that just taking a moment to back off because they they can be very demanding, they get, your, get into your head, make you very confused. It's just, you know, just, you know, just take a minute and think, you know, why are they asking for this? Do I really want to provide this information, et cetera? Right. And a lot of times they'll use, like you mentioned, kind of like pressure tactics or make things sound very urgent to make you not take that moment of consideration. Always important to do right. that. Do you have any tips on how to avoid following along with a scammer's requests? Uh yeah, we, I guess just kind of a general rule, most of the time the scammers usually tell you don't notify anybody or don't tell anybody that I'm calling. That's another pretty big red flag. Um, so we see a lot of times customers coming in and they're on their cell phone and they're kind of whispering to us, hey, these people are on the phone. They want me to send money. I got to send money. Um, that's, that's definitely a, something that you just need to hang up the phone and, and move on from that and come tell us, definitely tell the bank. Um, you can try going to the police. Uh, it's hard for the police to, to track down some of these people because usually they're nowhere um, in the United States. They're usually foreign countries, things like that, and just away. Once again, Megan had indicated earlier, they asked for some personal identifiable information, your social security number, your bank account numbers, things like that. If they start asking for information, it's it just, most likely they're, they're, they're trying to get it from you and the bank's never gonna call you and ask you for your information. If you call us, we try to identify you the best we can. We, we would never ask for your entire social security number. Um, we, we do things to our best ability to make sure we're talking to who we're talking to. We've also gone over a little bit, yeah, the, the gift cards and um, sending gift card information over the phone to them. A lot of times they don't want you to mail the physical card. They just want you to give them the, the, the number, uh, the account number and the, uh, the, the pin on the back and things like that. And they'll use that online and, and get the money that way. Yeah, because those are untraceable. Yeah. So by the time you provided the number to them and then figured out that you feel that you've been scammed, that gift card has been redeemed. Uh, it's, it's just that quick that they end up using it. Uh, yeah, again, don't go to a remote ATM to deposit cash. Uh, 
Sometimes they'll request that you send Bitcoin or wire money. Uh, definitely don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, just to reiterate, do not let anyone into your computer or your cell phone uh, that you're not known to have worked with prior to, um, to the moment. And, um, and again, I just want to touch on allowing them into their yeah, online banking because that's another because that's something we see so often when the customer said, well, they they were in my, I let them in my online banking and they transferred money or or they're, they see money has left their savings account, but it's sitting in their checking account and they've gotten the customer so confused thinking the money was actually gone when the scammer really just moved it from one account to the other just to confuse them and have them send money again, either wire, Bitcoin, gift card, um, and then we'll just have, you know, we just reassure the customer that, no, the money's here. Let's just get move that back and you know, get your online banking shut down. Yeah, definitely don't be afraid to come to your bank um, if you think something just doesn't look right with your account. Uh, they're going to tell, like we said earlier, they're going to tell you, don't go talk to your bank. Definitely come talk to us. We'll walk you through and it gives you that time to think and process and gives you a second set of eyes on your account um, just to make sure that that what they said was accurate and true. Um, and nine times out of 10 here at the bank, we see that it's not accurate and it's not true. <laughs> and so we just, we're here to try to protect your, you um, and your funds as much as possible. That's reassuring, especially now, like you're talking about gift cards. We're in the middle of the holiday season, the most wonderful time of year, but also pretty hectic. Um, if you're like me, you've got a lot of tabs open, both on your computer and in your head as you're looking around, scrambling to find perfect gifts, compare prices, schedule trips. There's a lot on our minds, and that means it's easier to slip up. What are types of scams that consumers should be on the lookout this holiday season? Yeah, the holidays uh, brings a different type of a scam out. They're usually trying to uh, prey on that that generosity of the seed that time of the year. So one of the big ones is charity scams. Just just make sure that you know the charity that you're donating to, um, and especially online, um, making sure that that is a true and accurate charity. Uh, we all are giving in this time of season, but there's always somebody out there, which is sad, trying to prey on that that generosity. And we just see a lot of those charity scams that are going along around. And you also mentioned uh, uh, shopping and, and Christmas gifts, uh, package delivery scams. So we'll, you'll get a text message saying there was something wrong with your delivery. Uh, contact us. Once again, they're trying to get information from you. They're probably going to ask for account information, tell you there's a fee. And it's not all the time, but a lot of times it's not them. Just make sure that you know it's the package you were looking for and there was actually a problem with that package. It actually came from UPS and it wasn't going through the post office, just things like that um, during this time of the year. Yeah, uh, a couple other ones, fake gift exchanges. So this is probably done more through social media that you, um, you can get into this group and if you're you know, you if you send a gift off and you get so many gifts in return, um, more than likely, if that's a group you've not worked with before, then you know, you'll want to stay away from that. You know, stick to your 
your local groups that that you know of. Fake websites are huge, especially through social media. Again, uh, you know, uh, for those of us that use like Facebook, um, that those ads will pop up saying, you know, so much off this item. And you're like, wow, that's a great deal. And you click on it and just make sure you're looking at that website address. And that's truly that company's address. So many times it's not or don't even click on that and open a new browser tab and go directly to their website to see if that's a true sale that they're having. So definitely don't trust it through the social media. Um, I've definitely done that a couple and, times, and, like double check and like, <laughs> I'm gonna go a different route and see if I end up at the same place. Yes, me too. Because yeah, I think, wow, that's a great deal. And then you're like, again, too good to be true. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, another one is temporary holiday job scams. Um, obviously, a lot of businesses hire seasonal help and uh, applying for those jobs online, very easy, very convenient. But you want to be cautious again that you're actually on their site applying for a legit job or because they may ask for a fee for applying or grabbing uh, for training. So, and then it's really not a legit job and now you've paid the speed, you can't get it back. Um, they will promise high wages. Again, it's too good to be true, probably is. Um, yeah, and that, that kind of, that line too, there's a, a secret shopper scam uh, on that where they will ask you or tell you, hey, go to, go to a local business and spend $200, $200 and buy a bunch of stuff. You keep the, 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 the items you bought and do a survey on how the customer service was and things like that. And we'll send you $500 for your time and reimburse you for those fees. Um, well, what it turns into is <laughs> they're actually asking you for money and there's there things that go wrong. And it just, once again, the whole, if it's too good to be true, it might be too good to be true. You just need to do your best to make sure everything's legitimate and it's a, Websites are easy to create by anybody. So just making sure that, that those are legitimate websites that you're going through. Yep, no free lunch on the internet, especially. <laughs> uh, if we or someone we know ever falls victim to a scam, you mentioned before, you know, some of the first steps are contact your bank. What are the other steps beyond that the person should go through? Yeah, depending on the information that you shared and what you, you think they might got got out of you. Um, number one, definitely contact your bank. If you think funds are out of your account, we'll do everything we can to help help with that and, and make sure we protect the funds and, and try to recover all the funds that may have been uh, lost at that time. But also there are um, the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, you can file reports through there, just that there's scams and things that that helps uh, try to track those people down your local police, you can file police reports. Said earlier, it's hard for your local police to, to do a lot, but it gets that information into the system and, and helps try to catch and prevent these, these people from continuing to uh, uh, do these scams against other people. So we need to work together to, to try to stop just the future of the scams because they're not stopping, they're not getting slower. We see them every day. Don't feel, 
be afraid to come and talk to us. You're not the only one, I guess. We, we, we see a lot of scams. Yeah, you, um, depending on, again, what you provide, if you provided, say, your social security number, you're going to want to put a freeze on your credit report, and you just need to contact one of the three credit bureaus, and they will contact the other two. Um, and then the other thing to do, even if you haven't been scanned, is a good idea to check your credit report annually, and you can do that once a year for free at annualcreditreport.com. Uh, it's a good thing to monitor. Um, speaking of monitoring, you want to always be monitoring your accounts. So you're the first line of defense for something um, unauthorized from coming out of your account, notifying the bank immediately. The bank has measures in place to help monitor as well. We have a fraud center that monitors for suspicious activity on our debit cards 24-7. We'll make contact with the customer if the, something's out of the norm. But um, definitely want to monitor your account, your credit report. Um, our website actually has a security page that lists the contact information for the Federal Trade Commission, for the credit bureaus, uh, annualcreditreport.com. That's all located on our website. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of information out there for you to, to take a look at, especially giving you uh, information about different scams that are going on and things that the government is seeing and monitoring as well. Great to know. Are there any other main points or final thoughts you want to share with the listeners? I think we said it about 100 times already, but if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, if they want to be paid by a gift card, it's a scam. Uh, monitor your accounts, practice good cybersecurity, checking those websites, know who you're buying from, selling to. Uh, definitely, definitely don't keep it to yourself. Uh, a lot of times they'll tell you not to even talk to your spouse, loved one, communicate it with them, talk it through. You know, two minds are better than one. Um, and then definitely if you want to come talk to us at the bank, Farmers National Bank, we will help as much as we can to prevent anything that may be occurring or hopefully doesn't occur. We can stop it before it happens. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Megan Scott. Appreciate your time and all this useful info you shared with us. For listeners, if you have questions on scams or other financial topics, please visit our website at www farmersnationalbank.bank. We're happy to help. Thanks again for joining us for another Farmers National Bank podcast. Have a safe holiday and happy new year.